Hello and welcome to the Cards HQ Louisville Sports Insiders Podcast. I'm Dominique Gage. Joining me is Louisville basketball beat writer Lucas Allback. Back hey, hey. after a brief, I guess you could say a little bit of a hiatus. We had some other things going on and the season was in full force. So we thank you all for listening to this podcast. But be sure to subscribe to the Apple Podcast and follow along with us for all of your Louisville coverage. So let's get just straight into everything with basketball, Lucas. It's go. uh, going to be a lot to uh, unwrap. Uh, well, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, exactly. There's not much going on. So it was weird because, you know, the month of January was obviously really good for the Cardinals. Right. After the Florida State loss, they went on to win 10 straight, and including some high moments, you know, getting the monkey off your back against Virginia, winning at Duke. Right. You were able to win at Notre Dame. So they did a lot of good things. and For sure, some comebacks in there. Yeah. You know, it was a good month other than the way it started against Florida State. That was kind of a low moment, and then – they just turned right around and ran right through it. So things were looking up. But then you get to this past week and a nightmare scenario going to Georgia Tech and Clemson. So it started with that Georgia Tech game losing 64 to 58, then at Clemson 77 to 62. Really surprising in more ways than one, just how they just from the start just were not ready to play. They weren't, they almost didn't look interested, you can almost say, but. And then the slow starts just seem to hurt them once again. So now that you yep. have seen these little stretches where they kind of they're in this slump, I mean, what have been your impressions and your takeaways on it? Well, I mean, I'm seeing the same thing everybody else has seen. You know, it's just the way they've been starting these games has been, with all due respect, it's been a disaster. It's been a, they've been digging themselves in holes that they can't dig themselves out of. I think it almost was even worse, almost against Georgia Tech because they came out in that game. And just twelve to two, all of a sudden, I think it was sixteen to five after a couple minutes, and they, you know, they got back in it, but they just they didn't lead it at any point in that game, and they were just out of it from the start. So yeah, they tried some new things against Clemson. They some interesting tactics, didn't work. Didn't work again. They, uh, you know, they kind of didn't look any better at all. I mean, that first half against Clemson was one one of the worst halves you'll see anybody play any Louisville team play in several years. So. It, uh, they got some questions to answer. After this week, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like what happened. Yeah, and obviously the interesting tactic that you mentioned was the benching of Jordan Wara. Now, yeah, I mean, he played still. He played the most of the game pretty much after that media timeout, but right. he did not start the game. Samuel Williamson was in place of him. You know, Chris Matt kind of hinted at probably make some changes to the lineup. Everyone probably – Assumed it was going to be David Johnson getting the start, right. but that did not happen. It was instead putting the preseason ACC Player of the Year on the bench. Yeah, it was a move maybe we didn't see. Coming, one of you your know. best players, but in yeah. just for that alone, it just he wasn't really in a rhythm. But before I get your thoughts on that, Lucas, uh, really quick, I want to uh, listen to what Chris Mack had to say. He obviously didn't really have much to say after the Clemson game, but right, yeah. he did have a little bit to touch on why he decided to bench Wara. We just thought we would get off to uh, we need to get off to a better start. He didn't play very well. At Georgia Tech, and obviously that didn't do the trick. We we only had a, a practice and a half, so it's not like you're, you're talking about a preseason. So uh, he didn't play very well at Georgia Tech. Jordan's obviously not the, the sole reason we get off to bad starts, as, as evidenced by today. Do you get it? Why he decided to bench Jordan Wara, or you know, are you just as confused as everybody else was? Yeah, Mac didn't have much many answers for really anything after the Clemson game immediately after it. And you can't really blame him because that one was just a complete shock. But uh, but I was surprised that, jo that Jordan Ward was on the bench. You know, I, I was surprised that Mac put his leading scorer on the bench. I know, you know, Jordan did come out. He didn't have his best game at all against Georgia Tech. I mean, he had two points, did not play well from the start, got burnt a couple times on defense. Mac took him out early. 
four turnovers in the game and just 24 minutes. It was uh, – so I, I, Jordan was coming in off not a great game at all, and the energy, the body language, I think, probably uh, shook Mac up as much as anything. But, you know, I was I was a little surprised that he took it as far as putting Jordan on the bench because Jordan has had so many 20-point games. You know, you saw that 37-point game he had at Boston College. I mean, that, in my opinion, Louisville is a team that's deep, that has a bunch of scoring options, but the best Louisville team – is when Jordan Warre is the centerpiece of the offense, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. That's that's the team that people penciled in as a Final Four team. So now it's you know maybe he's, he's sending a message here. You know maybe he just wants to uh, you know work these things out in the regular season. But but yeah no I I mean it's that's not a long term solution. I he shook things up and it didn't really work. Yeah I mean I get look coaches experiment. They tweak. They look at different scenarios. Obviously, like I said, this was one where you scratch your head a little bit. And I think I get Wara. He struggled. He's had some games where he just didn't show up. You can right. look at the Kentucky game. You can look at the Duke game. He's had some of those moments where it's like, okay, here's the big moment. You can say he didn't step up to the challenge. And, yes, he did struggle against Georgia Tech. But, again, he is still your guy. You still play him. And, quite frankly, you can look at a lot of guys on the starting line. like, okay, you could bench him. You could bench that person. And there's some other people that fans probably want benched and in place of different guys. But Jordan War is just not that guy. And everyone has talked about David Johnson. That's the guy that they want to see play because he has been the spark. And he's been consistent time after time. So I'll ask you, does David Johnson need to be the starter? Okay, he's had some really good moments. But he's not playing flawless basketball like some no, some fans no. want to anoint him already. And no I mean, one has, though. That's the thing. Right, yeah, no, absolutely. And the the thing about Louisville, another thing is there's not really a drop-off between the starters and the you know the bench players for the most part. Like, you could really argue Steve versus Malik, which one of these guys is the better player? Really, both of them have had games where they're the better player. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. of these other guys off the bench, the guards, like— Who's the better player? Fresh has been the better player than David in some of these games. You know, Ryan McMahon and Darius. These guys, you know, they've, uh, you know, there's, sorry, I'm getting a call right now. I got to ignore it. Uh, there's been, you know, there's not a lot of drop off between the, some of these guys. So it's, uh, there's, there's not like a clear answer, I don't think. But David Johnson putting him in the starting lineup is the one that everyone's latched on to. He really is. He's getting much better. Now, he was, he turned the ball over quite a bit. A, bit against Georgia Tech I was a little lower on his Georgia Tech performance than a lot of people were but some of that came with him trying to do too much because Jordan wasn't scoring some of these other guys weren't really stepping up to the plate he kind of uh like on the Duke game kind of felt like he had to put the team on his back so at at least he's trying something so I get the line of thinking there Fresh hasn't had his best uh few days either um so I get I get the line of thinking of wanting to put David in the starting lineup like Max has said a million times, he does thing other things other guys can't do. He's a bigger point guard. That that passing vision is next level. I mean, some mm-hmm. of these passes he's throwing out there are just like mind-boggling that he can get the ball from one side of the court to the other like that. So I get it. You know, I get the line of thinking there. And to be honest, I don't know what the answer is. I think Fresh does some good things. I think Fresh is a smart player. I think he knows where to be defensively and generally – makes good decisions on offense. I don't think he turns the ball over an excessive amount, but no, he hasn't had a great uh, great few days. And, you know, David Johnson, you look at his stat line against Clemson, I mean, what was it, 12 points, six rebounds, and eight assists. That is an impressive line. That's an, a line that's tough to keep on the bench or that's tough to not give too many minutes to. So I, I see the line of thinking there. I, I just look at it like, look, there's no reason to be overly critical 
because when they were winning 10 straight, there wasn't much else to say besides right. how good they are. So, right. look, there's no re- they've had two dud games. There's no reason to act like the sky is falling. So that's another thing I want to make clear. Like, there's no reason to panic right now. It is something to keep an eye out for. Yes, it is a cause of concern, but... I mean, again, they just came off winning 10 straight. If you look at the Ken Palm and you look at the net rankings, those really haven't changed throughout this slump. They're still number nine in the net, number 12 in Ken Palm. So they're still going to be in the three, four seed territory. So, again, it's just like take a deep breath. They still have five games, which we'll look at in a second, in the ACC tournament that they can still be in a really good spot. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's been – I think Georgia Tech was disappointing, not necessarily – it's the timing of these losses back to back like this, in my opinion, is the part that's concerning. That they, they they kind of build off of each other and make the other one look worse. Like just having two back to back losses like this, it it's almost like if you would have snuck one of these in during the ten game winning streak and they go off and win five more in the row, we're probably not talking like we are right now. But just the past week, how Georgia Tech happened and then kind of compounded into Clemson, that's that's kind of you know, raise some red flags around the program. That's people are not happy. So, yeah, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And this next five games is winnable games. Um, It's going to be, you know, some tough games, though. I I think that right now you're in a little bit of a rut. So you you really need to finish this regular season strong because last season, you know, it's totally different team situations. But, you know, they did lose six of eight ending the season only wins were against Notre Dame twice so the last thing you want to do is for this to continually be the trend where you know again you just end the season in a poor way so that's just like I said it's really gut check time now for this Louisville team because Wednesday you got Syracuse Saturday North Carolina Florida State on the 24th that rematch yeah yeah and then for March you got two games with Virginia Tech and Virginia, you're going to go to the, you know try to get a sweep there, right? So, yeah, against a team where the the you got a big win over them a couple of weeks ago, but that one very easily could have gone either way. Like you know, it's that's a wash out there in Virginia. Either one of those teams could win it. So, so for these next five games, best case scenario obviously is for them to go undefeated, right? And it's possible. I mean, they, it is possible they could, they could go undefeated. They could beat Florida State and they could beat Virginia and they could run out these other three teams. So that's the best case scenario. Is it likely? I don't know. I don't think so. But is it possible? Yeah, it is. So for me, this is where I wanted to get to, and I wanted to look at these next five. So my guess, my prediction is four and one. I think that loss will be at Florida State. I just think that the Florida State matchup is just tough for them because, like I said, they just put so much pressure on your guards. Those dudes are big. That's kind of been, the the, again, the question. Florida State can knock down some shots, and they played well. But no game really – in my opinion, outside of the Virginia Tech game, is going to be like, okay, they should win comfortably. I think all these games will be tight games. Absolutely. So I think that's going to be my prediction for the next five games. So I guess what do you see? It's tough, man. I wouldn't be shocked with three and two. I wouldn't be surprised if they went out to Charlottesville and lost. I don't. Yeah. Again, I don't think that's the worst scenario in the world. You want to win in these games. There, Louisville's an NCAA tournament team anyway about it. But, you know, I, don't, I, I think they could very easily lose that Virginia game. They could very easily lose Florida State. They could drop one of these other three games, too. You know, the ACC, just this year in college basketball in general, you don't need me to tell you how much parity there's been. So, like, I, three and two is kind of where I have them pegged right now. And we'll see if they prove me wrong. But there's some tough games in there. At Florida State and at Virginia on senior day at Virginia is uh, – those are those are two tough games. So you're saying three and two, are those the two you're thinking? Uh, yeah. Probably at Florida State and at Virginia? Right, yeah. 
for, at Florida State at Virginia. Okay, I will go on the record and say I think they go three and two right here, so which makes sense. Prove me wrong. I was tough. You know, even saying four and one was tough for me for because sure. yeah, going to Virginia is tough. And, Absolutely. You know. I don't get it. I don't it's, think there's any shame in going three and two, but because no, those are no. good teams. But yeah, it, it is. It's interesting. This is we're gonna be watching real closely to see how this, they finish this season. Yeah. So I guess if they do make a run and they do run the table to end the regular season and then get a couple ACC tournament wins, then yeah, I think you're in a really, really just much better position. Yeah. Of a three, four seed in the tournament because like Florida State's gonna be ranked and then Virginia again, good team and like I said, North Carolina has some confidence in Syracuse. Syracuse is just one of those teams. Like I, I they they've no won idea. they've won the games they're supposed to yeah they've lost the games they're supposed to yeah so like but they played everybody tough like they yeah. played Syracuse or they played Duke great and they played teams like that great so it's really weird weird just things to, happen to in the Louisville Syracuse games too like the the defense they play is kind of weird yeah. they got some guards this year who are pretty good so that's gonna be an interesting game I mean that one could go either way too so we thank you all for listening to this week's Louisville Sports Insiders podcast so we will still bring back the podcast. We'll have more coming out soon throughout this basketball season. So be sure to follow along with us on social media and our website. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Courier Journal. We have some great sales and great deals, so we really appreciate that. So, Lucas, thank you very much. Thank you, Dominique, and thank you all for subscribing. Thank you for listening, and uh, it should be a fun finish to the season. You'll be hearing more from us. Absolutely. So we thank you all, and we'll see you soon.